0: the number one bestseller, you will know harari 21 Lessons for the 21 lessons for the 21st century truly mind expanding ultra topical dazzling guardian 21 lessons for the 21st century also by you will know harari sapiens a brief history of humankind homo deus a brief history a brief history of tomorrow. To my husband Itzik, to my mother Panina, and to my grandmother Fanny for their love and support throughout many years. Content. Introduction. In a world deluged by irrelevant information, clarity is power in theory. Anybody can join the debate about the future of humanity, but it is it is so hard to maintain a clear vision frequently we don't even notice that a debate is going on or what the key question are billions of us can hardly afford the luxury of investigating because we have more pressing things to do we have to go to work take care of the kids or look after elderly parent unfortunately history gives no discount if the future of humanity is decided in your absence because you are too busy feeding and clothing your, your kids you and they will not be exempt from the consequences this is very unfair but who said history was fair as historian i cannot give people food or clothes but i can try and offer some clarity thereby helping to level the global playing field if this empower even a handful of additional people To join the debate about the future of our species, I have done my job. My first book, Sapiens, survived the human past, examining how an insignificant ape became the ruler of the planet Earth. Homo Deus, my second book, explored the long-term future of life, contemplating how humans might eventually become gods and what might be the ultimate destiny of intelligence and consciousness in this book i want to zoom in on the here and now my focus is on current affairs and on the immediate future of social of of human society what is happening right now what are the today what are the today I I want to zoom in here and now my focus is on current affair and immediate future of human society what is happening right now and what are the today's greatest challenges and choices Uh, what should we pay attention to what should we teach our kid of course 7 billion people have 7 billion agenda and as already noted thinking about the big picture is a relatively rare luxury a single mother struggling to raise two children in a Mumbai slum is focused on the is focused on the next meal refugee in a boat in the middle of the Mediterranean scan the horizon for any sign of land and dying man in an in an overcrowded London hospital gathers all this remaining strength to take in one more breath. They all they all have far more urgent problem than global warming or the crisis of liberal democracy no book can do justice of all of that and i don't have lesson to teach people in such situation i can only hope to learn from i can only hope to learn from them my agenda here is global i look at the major forces that shape society all over the world and that are likely to influence the future of our planet as a whole, climate change may be far beyond the concern of the people in the midst of a life and death emergency, but it might eventually make the Mumbai slums uninhabitable, send enormous new waves of refugees across the Mediterranean, and lead to a worldwide crisis in healthcare. Reality is composed of many threads. And this book tries to cover different aspects of our global predicament without claiming to be exhaustive, unlike Sapiens and Homer views. This book is not intended as a historical narrative but rather as a selection of lessons. These lessons do not conclude with simple answers, they aim to stimulate further thinking and help readers participate in some of the major conversation of our time. The book was actually written in conversation with the public, many of the chapters were composed in response to questions I was asked by readers, journalists and colleagues. Earlier versions of some segments were already published in different forms which gave me the opportunity to receive feedback and hone my arguments. Some sections focus on technology; some on politics some on religion and some on art certain chapters celebrate human wisdom other highlight the crucial role of human stupidity but the overarching question remains the same what is happening in the world today and what is the deep meaning of event what does the rise of donald trump signify what can we do about the epidemic of fake news why is liberal why is liberal democracy in crisis is God back is a new world war coming Which civilization dominates the world the West China Islam should Europe keep its door open to immigrant can nationalism solve the problem of inequality and climate change what should we do about terrorism through this book take a global perspective I do not neglect the personal level On the contrary, I want to emphasize the connection between the great revolution of our era and the internal lives of individuals. For example, terrorism is both a global political problem and an internal psychological mechanism. Terrorism works by pressing the fear button deep in our mind and hijacking the private imagination of millions of individuals. Similarly, the crisis of liberal democracy is played out not just in parliament and polling station but also in neurons and synapses. It is, it is clutch to note that the personal is the political but in an era when the scientists, corporation, and government are learning to hack the human brain, this truicism is more senator than ever accordingly this book offers observation about the conduct of individual as well as entire societies a global world puts unprecedented pressure on our personal conduct and morality each of us is ensnared within numerous all encompassing spider webs which on the one hand restrict our movement but as the time as the same time transmit our tiniest jiggle to faraway destination, our daily routine influenced the lives of people and animals halfway across the world and some personal gestures can unexpectedly set the entire world ablaze as happened with the self-immolization of Mohammed Bouzi in Tunisia which ignited the Arab Spring and with the women who shared their stories of sexual harassment and sparked the me too movement this global dimension of our personal lives means that it is more important than ever to uncover our religious and political biases our racial and gender privileges and and our unwitting com- and our unwitting complicity in institutional operation but but is that a realistic enterprise? How can I find a firm ethical ground in a world that extends for beyond my horizon, that spins completely out of human control, and that holds all gods and ideologies suspected? The book begins by surveying the current political and technological predactment. At the close of the 12th century, it appeared that the great ideological battles between fascism, Communism and liberalism resulted in the overwhelming victory of liberalism, democratic politics, human right and free market capitalism seemed destined to conquer the entire world. But as, but as usual, history took an unexpected turn and after fascism in communism collapsed, now liberalism is in a jam. So where we are, heading this question is particularly poignant because liberalism is losing credibility exactly when the twin revolution in information technology and biotechnology confront us with the biggest challenge our species has ever encountered the merger of information the merger of infotech and biotech might soon push billions of humans out of job market and undermine both liberty (coughs) and equality big data algorithm might create digital dictatorship in which all power is concentrated in the lands of a tiny elite while most people suffer not from exploitation but from something far worse irrelevance. i discussed I discussed the merger of infotech and biotech at length in my previous book homo deus whereas the book focused on the long term prospect taking the prospective of centuries and even millennia this book concentrate on the more immediate social economic and political crisis my interest here is less in in eventual creation of inorganic life and more in the threat the welfare state and to particular institutions such as European Union the book does not attempt to cover all the impact of new technologies it in particular through technology hold many wonderful promises my intention here is to highlight mainly the threat and danger since the corporation and entrepreneurs who lead the technological revolution naturally Tend to sing the praises of their creation. It falls to sociologists, philosophers, and historians like myself to sound the alarm and explain all the way things can go terribly wrong. After sketching the challenges we face, in the second part of the book, we examine a wide range of potential responses. Could Facebook engineers use AI to create a global community that will? that will safeguard human liberty and equality perhaps the answer is to reverse the process of globalization and re-empower the nation <coughs> Reempower the nation state maybe we need to go back even further and draw hope and wisdom from the wellspring of ancient religious tradition in the third part of the book we see all through the technological challenges are are unprecedented and through the political disagreement are intense human human, uh, kind can rise to the occasion if we keep our fear under control and are a bit more humble about our view this part investigate what can be done about the About the menace of terrorism, about the danger of global war and about the biases of hatred that spark such conflict, the fourth part engages with the notion of the post-truth and asks to what extent we can still understand global development and distinguish wrongdoing from justice, is homo sapiens capable of making sense? of the world it has created, is there still a clear border separating reality from fiction? In the fifth and final part, I gather together the different thread and take a more general look at life in an age of wilderment when the old stories have collapsed and no new story has emerged, so far to replace them, we are we, what should we do? in life what kind of skills do we need given everything we know and don't know about science about god about politics and about religion what can we say about the meaning of life today this may sound over ambitious but homo sapiens cannot wait philosophy religion and science are all running out of time people have debated the meaning of life for thousands of years we cannot continue this debate in definitely the looming ecological crisis the growing threat of weapons of mass destruction and the rise of new disruptive technologies will not allow it perhaps most importantly artificial intelligence and bad technology are giving humanity the power to reshape and re-engineer life very soon somebody will have to decide how to use this power based on some implicit or explicit story about the meaning of life philosophers are very patient philosophers are very patient people but engineers are far less patient and investors are the least patient of all if we if you don't know what to do with the power of ingenious life market forces will not wait a thousand years for you to come up with an answer the invisible hand of market will force upon you to own blind reply unless you are happy to entrust the future of life to the mercy of quarterly revenue report you need a clear idea what life is all about in the final chapter i indulge in a few personal remarks talking as one sapiens to another just before the curtain goes down on our species, and a completely different drama begins before embarking on this intellectual journey i would like to <clears throat> i would like to highlight one crucial point much much of the book discusses the shortcoming of the liberal worldview and and of the democratic system i do not because I believe liberal democracy is uniquely problem problematic but rather because I think it is the most successful and most versatile political model human have so far developed for dealing with the challenges of the modern world. While it may not be appropriate for every society in every stage of development, it has proved its worth in more society and in more situation than any than any of the alternative therefore when examining the new challenges that lie ahead of us it is necessary to understand the limitation of liberal democracy and to explore how we can adapt and improve its current institution unfortunately in the present political climate any critical thinking about liberalism and democracy might be hijacked by autocrat and various illiberal movements whose sole interest is to discredit liberal democracy rather than to engage in as open discussion about the future of humanity while they are more than happy to debate the problem of liberal democracy they have almost no tolerance of any criticism directed at them as an author it was therefore required to make a difficult choice should i speak my mind openly risking that my word could be taken out of context and used to justify bureaucrating auto auto queries? or should i censor myself it is my it is a mark of illegal regimes that they make free speech more than more difficult even outside their border due to due to the threat of such regimes it is becoming increasingly dangerous to think critically about the future of our species after some soul searching i choose free discussion over (coughs) over self-censorship without pricing the liberal model we cannot repair its fault or go beyond it but please note that this book could have been written only when people are still relatively free to think what they like to express themselves as they wish if you value this book you should also value the freedom of expression part one is the technological the technological challenge Humankind kind is losing faith in the liberal society that dominated global politics in recent decades exactly when the merger of biotech and infotech confront us with the biggest challenges human kind has ever encountered number 1 is disillusionment the end of history has been the end of history has been postponed human thinks in stories rather than in fact number of number or equation and the simpler the story the better every person group and nation has its own tales and myths. but during the 20th century the global elites in new york london berlin and moscow formulated three grand stories that claimed to explain the whole past and to predict the future of the entire world The fascist story, the communist story and the liberal story, the second Second world war knocked out the fascist story and from the late 1940 and the late 1980, the world became a battleground between just two stories, communism and liberalism, then the communist story collapsed, and the liberal story remained the dominant guide to the human past and the indispensable manual for the future of the world or so it seemed to the global elite the liberal stories celebrate the value and power of liberty it says that the thousands of years humankind lived under oppressive regimes which allowed which allowed people few political right economic opportunities or personal liberties and which heavily restricted the movement of individual ideas and goods, but uh, but people fought for their freedom and step by step liberty gained ground. Democratic regimes took place. Demo democratic regimes took the place of brutal dictatorship. Free enterprise overcome economic restriction. People learned to think. For themselves and follow their heart instead of blindly obeying uh, bigoted priest and hide-bound tradition. Open roads, stout bridges, and bustling airport replace walls, moats, and and barbed wire fences. The liberal story acknowledges that not all is well in the world and that there are still many hurdles to overcome. Much of our planet is dominated by by tyrant and even in the most liberal countries many many citizens suffer from poverty violence and operation but at least we know what we need to do in order to overcome these problem give people more liberty we need to protect we need to protect human right to grant every everybody the vote to establish free market and to let individual ideas and and goods move throughout the world as easily as possible according to this liberal panacea accepted in slight variation by George W. Bush and Barack Obama alike if we continue to liberalize and globalize our political and economic system we will produce peace we will produce peace and prosperity for all countries that join this unstoppable march of progress will be rewarded with peace and prosperity sooner countries that try to resist the inevitable will suffer the consequences until they too until they too see the light open their borders and liberalize their societies their politics and their market, it may take some time, but eventually even North Korea, Iraq, and El Salvador will look like Denmark in Iowa in the nineteenth and two thousand. This story became the global mantra. Many government from Brazil to India adopted liberal recipes in an attempt to join the inexorable march of history. Those failing to do so seemed like fossils. From the bygone era in 1997, the US President Bill Clinton confidently rebuked the Chinese government that, that its refusal to liberalize Chinese politics put it on the wrong side of history. However, since the global financial crisis of 2008, people all over the world have become increasingly disillusioned with the liberal story. Walls and firewalls are back in vogue. Resistance to immigrant and to trade agreement is mounting ostensibly democratic government undermine the inadequate of the judiciary system restrict the freedom of the press and portray any opposition as a treason strongman in countries strongman in countries such as Turkey and Russia experiment uh, with the new types of uh, illegal democratic democracies and downright dictatorship. Today, few would confidently declare that the Chinese Communist Party is on the wrong side of the history. The year 2016, marked by the Brexit vote in Britain and the rise of Donald Trump in United States, signified the moment when the tidal wave of disillusionment Reach the core liberal state of Western Europe and North America, whereas a few years ago, Americans and <clears throat> Americans and Europeans were still trying to liberalize Iraq and Libya at the point of the gun. Many people in Kentucky and Yorkshire have now come to see the liberal the liberal vision as either undesirable and unattainable some discovered a liking for the old hierarchical world and they just don't want to give up their racial national or gendered privilege others have others have concluded rightly or wrongly that liberalization and globalization are a huge racket empowering a tiny elite at the expense of the Masses in 1938, humans were offered three global stories to choose from. In 1968, just two in 1998, a single story seemed to prevail. In 2018, we are down to zero. No wonder that the liberal elites, who dominated much of the world in recent decades, have entered a state of shock and disorientation. To have one story is the most is the most reassuring uh, situation of all. Everything is perfectly clear. To be suddenly left without any story is terrifying. Nothing makes any sense. A bit like the Soviet elite in the 1980s. Liberals don't understand how how history deviated from its preordained course and they lack an alternative prism to Interpret reality disorientation causes them to think in apocalyptic term and if the failure of history to come to its envisioned happy ending can only mean that it is hurtling toward armadon unable to conduct a reality check the mind latches on to catastrophic scenario like a person imagining that a bad headache signifies a terminal brain tumor may liberal fear that Brexit and the rise of Donald Trump potent the end of human civilization from killing mosquito to killing thought the sense of disorientation and impending doom is exacerbated by the accelerating pace of technological disruption the the liberal political system has been shaped during the industrial industrial era to uh, to manage a world of steam engines oil refineries and television sets it finds it's difficult to deal with the ongoing revolution in formation information technology and biotechnology both politicians and voters are barely able to comprehend the new technologies let alone regulate their explosive potential since the 19th the internet has changed the world probably more than any other factor. Yet the internet revolution was directed by engineers more than, more than by political parties. Did you ever vote about internet? The democratic system is still struggling to understand what hit it and is hardly equipped to deal with the next shock such as rise of AI and the blockchain revolution. Already today... Computers have made the financial system so complicated that few humans can understand it. As AI improves, we might soon reach a point when no human can make sense of finance anymore. What will do what will that do to the political process? Can you imagine a government that waits humbly for an algorithm? to approve its budget on its new tax reform. Meanwhile, peer-to-peer blockchain network and cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin might completely revamp the monetary system so that radical tax reform will be inevitable. For example, it might become impossible or irrelevant to tax dollars because most transactions will not involve a clear-cut exchange of national currency or any currency at all government might therefore need to invent entirely new taxes perhaps a tax on information which will be both a the most important asset in the economy and only thing exchange in numerous transaction will the political system manage to deal with the crisis before it runs out of money even more importantly the twin revolution in infotech and biotech could restructure not just economies and society but our every but our very bodies and mind in the past we humans have learned to control the world outside us but we had very little control over the world inside us we knew how to build a dam and stop a and stop a river from flowing but we did not know how to stop the body from aging We knew how to design an irrigation system, but we had no idea how to design a brain. If mosquito buzzed in our ears and disturbed our sleeps, we knew how to kill the mosquito. But if a thought buzzed in our mind and kept us awake at night, most of us did not know how to kill the thought. The revolution in biotech and infotech will give us control of the world inside us and will enable us to engineer and manufacture life we will learn how to design brain extend lives and kill thought at our discretion nobody knows what the consequences will be humans were always far better at inventing tools than using them wisely it is easier to manipulate a river by manipulate a river by building a dam across it It then it is predict that all the complex consequences this will have for a wider ecological system similarly it will be easier to redirect the flow of our mind than to divine what it will do to our personal psychology or our social system in the past we have we have gained the power to manipulate the world around us and to reshape the entire planet but because we did not understand the complexity of the global ecology. The changes we made adverently disrupted the entire ecological system. And now we face an ecological collapse in the coming century. In the coming century, biotech and infotech will give us the power to manipulate the world inside us and reshape ourselves, but because we don't understand the complexity of our mind and changes we will we will make we will make might upset our mental system to such an extent that it too might break down the revolution in biotech and infotech are made by ingenious entrepreneurs and scientists and scientists who are hardly aware of the political implication of their decision and who certainly do not don't represent anyone can parliament and parties take matters into their own hand at present it does not it does not seem so technological disruption is not even a leading item on the political agenda thus during the 26 during the 2016 us presidential race the main reference to disruptive technology concerned hillary clinton email debacle and despite all the talk about the job losses neither candidate addressed the potential impact of automation donald trump warned voters that the mexican and chinese will take their job and they should therefore build a wall on the mexican border he never warned voters that the algorithm will take their job nor did he suggest building a firewall on the border with california this might be one of the reason through not the only one why even voters in the heartland of the liberal west were losing faith in the liberal story and in the democratic process ordinary people may not understand artificial intelligence and biotechnology because they can because they can sense that the future is passing them by 1938 the condition of the common person in the ussr germany or the usa may have been may have been grim but but was constantly told that he was the most important thing in the world and that and and that he was he was the future provided of course that he was an ordinary person Rather than a Jew of an African, he looked at the propaganda poster which typically depicted coal miners, steel workers and housewives in heroic poses and saw himself there, I am in that poster, I am the hero of the future. In 2018, the common person feel increasingly irrelevant, lots of mysterious words and bandit. Around excitedly in TED Talks, Government think tanks and high-tech conferences, globalization, blockchain, genetic engineering, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and common people may well suspect that none of these none of these words are about them. The liberal story was the was the story of ordinary people. How can it remain relevant to a world of cybox and networked algorithm
1: in the 20th century
0: the mass revolted against exploitation and sought to translate their vital role in the economy into political power now the masses fear irrelevance and they are frantic to use their remaining political power before it is too late brexit and the rise of trump might thus demonstrate an opposite trajectory to that of traditional socialist revolution the Russian, Chinese and Cuban revolution were made made by people who were vital for the economy but who lacked political power in 2016 triumph and brexit were supposed by many people who still enjoyed political power who still enjoyed political power but who feared that they were losing their they were losing their economic worth perhaps in the 21st century populist revolt will be staged not against an economic elite that exploits people but against an economic elite that does not need them anymore this may well be losing battle it is much harder to struggle against irrelevance than then against exploitation, the liberal phonics. This is not the first time the liberal story has faced a crisis of confidence. Ever since this this story gained global influence in the second half of the 19th century, it has endured periodic crisis. The first era of globalization and liberalization ended in the ended in the bloodbath of the First World War when imperial power politics cut short the global march of progress. In the day following the murder of Archduke France Ferdinand in Sarajevo, it turned out that the great power believed in imperialism far more than in liberalism and instead of uniting the world through free and peaceful, peaceful commerce, they forced on conquering a bigger slice of the globe by brute by brute force yet liberalism survived this Franz Ferdinand moment and emerged from the maelstrom stronger than before promising that emerged from the maelstrom stronger than before promising that this was the war to the end all was allegedly the precedent butchery had taught humankind the terrible price of imperialism and now humanity was finally ready to create a new world order based on the principles of freedom and peace. Then came the Hitler movement when in the 1930 and early 1940 fascism, feast, fascism ceased for a while irresistible victory over this threat merely ushered in the next during the Che Guevara moment between the 1950 and 1970 it again seemed that that liberalism was on the last leg and that the future belonged to communism in the end of the in the end it was communism that collapsed the supermarket proved to be far stronger than the Gulag. More importantly, the liberal story proved to be far more supple and dynamic than any of its opponent. It triumphed over imperial, imperialism, over fascism and over communism by adopting some of their best ideas and practices. In particular, the liberal story learned from communism to expand the circle of empathy and to value equality alongside liberty. In the beginning, the liberal story cared mainly about the liberties and privileges of middle-class European men and seemed blind to the plight of working-class people, women, minorities, and non-Westerners. When in 1918, Victorious, brain and France talked excitedly, about liberty they were not thinking about the subject of their worldwide empires for example indian demand for self-determination were answered by the amritsar masquerade of 1919 in which the british army killed hundred of unarmed demonstrators. even in the wake of second world war western liberals still had the very hard time applying their supposedly universal values to non-western people thus when the dutch emerged in 1945 from five years of brutal nazi occupation almost the first thing they did was raise an army and send it halfway across the world to reoccupy their former colony of Indonesia, whereas in 1940, the Dutch gave up their own independence. After little more than four days of fighting, they fought for more than four long and bitter years to suppress Indonesian independence. No wonder that many national liberation movements throughout the world place their hopes on communist moscow and beijing mm. rather than on self proclaimed champions of liberty in the west gradually however the liberal story expanded its gradually however the liberal story expanded its horizon and at least in theory came to value the liberties and right of all human being without exception as the circle of liberty expanded, the liberal story also came to recognize the, the importance of communist-style warfare program. Liberty is not worth much less it is coupled with some kind of social safety net. Social democratic welfare states combined democracy and human rights with, uh, with state-sponsored education and healthcare even the extra capitalist usa has realized that the protection of liberty require at least some government uh, welfare services starving children have no liberties by the early 1990s thinkers and politicians alike hailed the end of history confidently asserting that all the big political and economic question of the past had been settled and that the refurbished liberal package of democracy human right free market and government welfare services remained the remained the only game in the town this package seemed designed to spread around the whole world overcome all obstacles erase all national borders and turn humankind into one free global community but history has not ended and following the France Ferdinand movement, the Hitler moment and Che Guevara moment, we now find ourselves in Trump moment. This time, however, the liberal story is not faced by the coherent ideological opponent like imperialism, fascism and communism. The Trump movement is far more nihilistic, whereas the major movement of the 20th century all had a vision for the entire human species, be it global dominion, be it global domination revolution or liberal or liberation donald trump offers no such thing just the opposite his main message is that it's not america's job to formulate and promote any global vision similarly the british brexitese barely have a plan for the future of the disunited kingdom the future of europe and the and of the world is far beyond their horizon most people who voted for trump and brexit did not reject this liberal package in its entirety they lost faith mainly in the globalization part they still believe in democracy free market human rights and social responsibility but they think these fine ideas can stop at the border Indeed, they believe that in order to preserve liberty and prosperity in Yorkshire or Kentucky it, it is best to build a wall on the border and adopt illiberal policies toward, towards foreigner. The rising Chinese, the rising Chinese superpower, present an almost mirror image. It's a wary of liberalization. Its domestic policies, but it has adopted a far more liberal approach to the rest of the world. In fact, when it comes to free trade and international cooperation, Xi Jinping looks like Obama' real successor, having put Marxism-Leninism on the back burner. China seems rather happy with the liberal international order. Uh, resurgent Russia sees itself (coughs) as a far more forceful rival of the global of the global liberal order but through it has it has reconstituted its military might it is ideological bankrupt vladimir putin is certainly both popular in russia and among various right-wing movements across the world yet he has no global world view that might attract unemployed uh, Spaniard Disgrunted Brazilian or or steered student in Cambridge Russia does offer an alternative model to to liberal democracy but this model is not a coherent political ideology rather it is rather it is a political it is a political practice in which a number of oligarchs monopolize most of the country, wealth and power and then use their control of the media to hide their activity and cement their rule. Democracy is based on Abraham Lincoln principle that you can fool all the people some of the time and some of the people all the time but you cannot fool all the people all the time. If the government is corrupt and fails to improve people's life, enough citizens will eventually realize this and replace the government. But government control of the media undermines Lincoln's logic because it prevents citizens from realizing the truth through its monopoly over the media, The the ruling Ali Karchi can repeatedly blame all its failure on others and divert attention to extend threat either real or imaginary when you live under such an <coughs> when you live under such an oligarchy there is always some crisis on other that takes priority over boring stuff such boring stuff such such as health such as health care and pollution if the nation is facing external invasion or diabolical subversion who has who has time to worry about overcrowded hospital and polluted river by manufacturing a never-ending stream of crisis a corrupt oligarchy can prolong its rule indefinitely yet through enduring yet through enduring in practice, this oligarchic model appeals to no one, unlike other ideologies that proudly expound their vision, ruling oligarchies are not proud of their practice, they tend to use their ideological as smoke screen. Uh, thus Russia pretends to be a democracy and its leadership proclaim elegance to the value of Russian nationalism and orthodox christianity rather than to oligarchy right-wing extremists in france and britain may well rely on russian help to express admiration for putin but even their voters would not like to live in the country that actually copies the russian model a country with endemic corruption malfunctioning services no rule of law and staggering inequality according to some measure Russia is one of the most unequal countries in the world with 87% of wealth concentrated in the hand of the richest 10% of people how many working class supporters of the front national want to copy this wealth distribution pattern in France human humans vote their humans vote their feet in my in my travel around the world, I have met numerous people in many countries who wish to uh, emigrate to the USA, to Germany, to Canada and to Australia. I have met a few who, who want to move to China or Japan, but I am yet to meet a single person who dreams of emigrating to Russia as, as for global Islam. It attracts mainly those who were born in its lap, while it may appeal to some people in Syria and Iraq and even to alienated Muslim youth in Germany and Britain. It is hard to see Greece or South Africa not to mention Canada or South Korea joining a global caliphate as the remedy to their problem. In, in this case, two people vote with their Feet for every Muslim youth from Germany (coughs) from Germany who travelled who travelled to the Middle Middle East of live under Muslim theocracy. Probably a hundred a hundred Middle Eastern youth would have killed would have liked to make the the opposite journey and start a new life for themselves in liberal germany this might imply that the present crisis of faith is less severe than its predecessor any liberal who is driven to despair by the event of the last few years should i last few years should just recollect how much worse things looked in 1918 1938 or 1968, at the end of the day, humankind won't abandon the liberal story because it does not have any alternative. People may give the system an angry kick in the stomach but having nowhere else to go, they will eventually come back. Alternatively, alternatively, people may completely give up on having a global story of any kind and instead seek shelter with local nationalist and religious tales in the 20th century national nation, uh, nationalist movement were an extremely important political player but they lacked a coherent vision for the future of the world other than supporting the vision of the globe into independent nation state thus indonesian nationalists fought against dutch domination and vietnamese nationalists wanted a free <coughs> wanted a free vietnam but but there was no but there was no indonesian or vietnamese story for humanity as a whole when it came time to explain how indonesia vietnam and all other free nations should relate to one another and how humans should deal with global problems such as the threat of nuclear war, nationalists invariably turn to either liberal or communist idea but if both liberalism and communism are now discredited maybe humans should abandon the very idea of single global story after all we were all those global stories even communism the product of western imperialism why should vietnamese villagers put their faith in the brainchild of a germany from trier and a manchester industrialist maybe each country maybe each country should adopt a different idiosyncratic path defined Defined by its own ancient tradition Perhaps even Westerners should take a break From from trying to run the world And focus on their own Affairs for a chain This is arguably what is happening All over the globe As the vacuum left by the By the breakdown of liberalism Is tentatively filled by nostalg- Nostalgic fancies About some Local Golden Pass. Donald Trump coupled his call for American, uh, for American isolationism with a promise to make America great again, as if the USA of the 1980s and 1950s was a perfect society that Americans should somehow recreate in the 21st century. The the brexter dream of making Britain. Britain and independent power, as if they were still living in the days of Queen Victoria, and as if splendid isolation were a viable polished policy for the era of the internet and global warming. Chinese elites have rediscovered their native imperial and Confucian legacies as a supplement or even substitute for the doubtful Marxist ideology they imported. From the West in Russia, Putin's official vision is not to build a corrupt oligarchy but rather to resurrect the old terrorist empire. The century after the Bolshevik revolution, Putin, Putin promises a return to ancient Tarist glories with an autocratic government buoyed by Russian nationalism and orthodox uh, piety spreading its might from the Baltic to Caucasus similar nostalgic dream that mixed nationalist attachment with religious tradition underpin regimes in in India, Poland, Turkey and numerous other countries. Nowhere are these fantasies more extreme than in the Middle East uh, where Islamists want to copy the system established by the Prophet Muhammad in the city of Medina 1400 years ago while fundamentalist Jews in Israel out how to do even the Islamists and dreams of and dreams of going back 2500 years to biblical <coughs> to biblical time member of Israel ruling coalition government talk openly about their hope of expanding modern Israel border to match more closely those of biblical Israel of reinstating biblical law and even for rebuilding the ancient temple of Jehovah in Jerusalem in place of the Al-Asqa Mosque, the liberal elite took in horror as these developments and hope that humanity will return to the liberal path in time to liberal path in times to avert in time to avert despair disparter in this final speech of the final speech to the united nation in in september 2016 president obama warned his listener against retreating into a world sharply divided and ultimately in conflict along age old lines of nation and tribe and race and religion. Instead, she said instead he said the principle of open market and accountable governance of democracy and human right and international role remain the firmest foundation for human progress in this century Obama has rightly pointed out that despite the numerous shortcomings of the liberal package it has much better record than any of its alternative human most humans never enjoyed greater peace or prosperity than they did under the ages of the liberal order of the early 21st century for the first time in history infectious disease kill fewer people than old age famine kills fewer people than obesity and violence kills fewer people than accident but liberalism has no obvious answer to the biggest then any of its alternative most humans never enjoyed greater peace or prosperity than they did under the ages of the liberal order of the early 21st century for the first time in his for the first time in history infectious disease kill fewer people than old age famine kills fewer people than obesity and violence kills fewer people than accident but liberalism has no obvious answer to the biggest problem we face ecological collapse and technological disruption liberalism traditionally relied on economic growth to magically solve difficult social and political conflict liberalism reconciled the pro with the bor with the bourgeoisie, the faith with the faith with the atheist the natives with the immigrant and the Europeans with the Asian by promising everybody a large slice of the pie with a constantly growing pie that was possible. However, economic growth will not save the global ecosystem just the opposite. It is the cause of the ecological crisis and the economic growth will not solve technological disruption. It is predicted on the invention of more and more disruptive technologies. The liberal story and the logic of free market capitalism encouraged people to have grand expectation during the later path of the twelfth century. Each generation, whether in whether in Houston, Shanghai, Istanbul, or Sao Paulo, enjoyed better education, superior healthcare, and larger income than the one that came that came before it. In coming decades, however, owing to a combination of technological disruption and ecological meltdown. The younger generation might be lucky to just stay in place. We are consequently left with the task of creating an updated story for the world just as the upheaval of the industrial revolution gave birth to the novel ideologies of the 20th century. So, the coming revolution in biotechnology and information technology are likely to require fresh vision. The next decades might therefore be characterized by intense solitude intense soul searching and by formulating new social and political method could liberalism reinvent itself yet again just as it did in the wake of the 1930 and 1960 crisis emerging as more attractive than ever before could traditional religion and nationalism and nationalism provide the answer that escaped the liberal and could they use ancient wisdom to fashion an up-to-date worldview or perhaps the time has come to make a clean break with the past and craft a completely new story that goes beyond not just old god and nation but even the core modern value of liberty and equality at present humankind is far from reaching any consensus on these solutions we are still in the In the nihilist moment of delusion, delusionment and anger After people have lost faith in the old stories But before they have embraced a new one So what next The first step is to turn down the prophecies of doom And switch from panic mode to bewilderment Panic is a form of hubris It comes from the smug feeling that I know exactly Where the world is heading down be wilderment is more humble and therefore more clear sighted if you feel like running down the the street crying the apocalypse is upon us try telling yourself no it is not that truth is i just don't understand what's going on what's going on in this world following the following chapter will try to clarify some of the weak be wildering new possibility we face and how we might proceed from here but uh, before exploring potential solution to humanity predicament we need a better grasp of the challenge technology post the revolution in information technology and biotechnology are still in their infancy and it is debatable to what extent they are really responsible for the current crisis of liberalism Most people in Birmingham, Istanbul, St. Petersburg and Mumbai are only dimly aware, if at all, of the rise of the artificial intelligence and its potential impact on their lives. It is undoubtable, however, that the technological revolution will gather momentum in the next few decades and will confront humankind with the hardest trial we have ever encountered any story that seek to gain humanity allegiance will be tested above all its ability to deal uh, within the twin within the twin revolution in infotech and biotech if liberalism nationalism islam or some novel creed wishes to shape the world of year 2050 it will need not only it will need not only to make sense of artificial intelligence, big data algorithm algorithm, and bioengineering It will also need to incorporate them into a new meaningful narrative to understand the nature of this technological challenge Perhaps it would be the best to start with the job market since 2015 I have been travelling around the world taking with government have official business people social activists and school kids about the human predicament whenever they become impatient or bored by all the talk of artificial intelligence big data algorithm and bioengineering I usually need to mention just one magic word to snap them back to attention job the technological revolution might soon push billions of humans out of the job market and create a massive new useless class leading to social and political upheaval that no existing ideology knows how to handle all the talk about technology and ideology might sound abstract and remote but the very real prospect of mass employment or personal employment leaves nobody indifferent. Chapter number two is work. When you grow up you might not You might not have a job. We have no idea what the job market will look like in 2050. It is generally agreed that machine learning and robotic will change almost every line of work from producing yoga to teaching yoga. However, there are conflicting views about the nature of the change and its eminence. Some believe that within a mere decade or, or two billions of people will become economically Uh, redundant other maintain that even in the long-run automation will keep generating new jobs and greater prosperity for all so are we on a verge of terrifying upheaval are of such forecast yet another example of ill founded uh, luddite hysteria it is hard to say fear that fear that automation will create massive unemployment go back to the 19th century and so far they have never materialized since the beginning of the industrial revolution for every job lost to machine at least one new job was created and the average standard of living has increased dramatically yet they yet there are good reason to think that this time it is different and that machine learning will be real game-changer humans have two types of ability physical and cognitive in the past machine competed with human mainly in raw in raw physical ability while humans retained an immense edge over machine and cognition hence as manual jobs in agriculture and industry were automated new service jobs emerged that required the kind of cognitive skills only human process learning, analyzing, communicating, and above all and above all understanding human emotion. However, AI is now beginning to out AI AI now beginning to outperform human in more and more of these skills, including in the understanding of human emotion. We don't know of any third field of activity beyond the physical and cognitive where humans will always retain a secure edge. It is crucial to realize that the AI revolution is not just about computers getting faster and smarter. It is fueled by breakthrough in life sciences and the social sciences as well. The better we understand the biochemical mechanism that underpin human emotion, desire and choices, the better computer can become in analyzing human behavior predicting human decision and replacing human drivers, bankers and lawyers. In the last few decades, uh, research in areas such as neuroscience and behavioral economics allowed scientists to hack human, and in particular to gain in much better understanding of how humans make decisions. It has turned out that our choice of everything from food to meat result not from some mysterious free will but rather from billions of neurons calculating probability within a split-second uh, Vanted human intuition is in reality pattern cognition. Good drivers, bankers and lawyers don't have magical intuition about traffic investment or negotiation rather by recognizing recurring pattern they, they spot and try to avoid careless pedestrian inept borrower and dishonest group it also turned out that the biochemical algorithm of human brain are far from perfect they rely on they rely on heuristic shortcut and outdated circuit adapted to the african savannah rather than on the urban jungle no wonder that even good drivers bankers and lawyers sometimes make stupid mistake this means that ai can outperform human even in the even in tasks that supposedly demand intuition if you think ai needs to compete against the human soul in terms of mystical hunches that sound impossible but if ai really need to compete against neural network in calculating probability and recognizing pattern that sound far less daunting in particular ai can be better A job that demand intuition about other people. Many lines of work such as driving a vehicle in a street full of pedestrians, lending money to strangers and negotiating a business deal require the ability to correctly access the emotions and desires of other people. Is that kid about to jump onto the road? Does the man in the suit intend to take my money? and disappear will that lawyer act on his threat or is he just bluffing as long as it was thought that such emotion and desires were generated by an immaterial spirit it seemed obvious that computer will never be able to replace human drivers bankers and lawyers for how can a computer understand the divinely created human spirit yet if these emotion and desires are in fact no more than bio than biochemical algorithm. There is no reason why computers cannot decipher these algorithms and do so far so far better than any Homo sapiens. A driver predicting the intention of pedestrian, a banker accessing the credibility of a potential borrower, and a lawyer gauging the mood at the negotiation table, don't rely on witchcraft rather unbeknownst to them their brain are recognizing biochemical pattern by analyzing facial expression tones of voice hand movements and even body and even body odor an ai equipped with the right sensor could do that far more accurately and reliably human than a human hence the threat of a job losses does not result merely from the rise of infotech it results from the from the confluence of infotech with with biotech the way from the MFRI scanner to the labor market is long and tortuous but it can still be covered with within a few decades what brain scientists are learning today about the amygdala and, cere- and cerebellum might make it possible for the computer to outperform human psychiatrist and bodyguard in 2050. AI not only stand poised to to hack human and outperform them in what were hit hero, in what were hit hurto, uniquely human skill, it also enjoys uniquely non-human ability which make the difference between the AI and the human worker one of the kind rather than merely of degree. Two particularly important non-human abilities that AI possess are connectivity and update update ability. Since humans are individual, it is difficult to connect them to one another and to make sure that they are all up-to-date. In contrast, computers are not individual and it is easy to integrate them in a single flexible network hence what we are facing is not the replacement of millions of individual human workers by millions of individual robots and computers rather individual humans are likely to be replaced by an integrated network when considering automation it is therefore wrong to compare the abilities of a single human driver so that of a single driving car can of a single human doctor to that of a single ai doctor rather we should compare the abilities of a collection of human individual to the abilities of an integrated network for example many drivers are unfamiliar with all the changing traffic regulation and they often violate them in addition since every in addition since every vehicle is an autonomous entity when two vehicles approach the same junction at the same time the drivers might miscommunicate their intention and collide self-driving cars in contrast can all be connected to one another when two such vehicle approach the same junction they are not really two they are not really two separate entities they are part of the single algorithm the chances that they might miscommunicate and collide are therefore far ...are therefore far smaller and the Ministry of Transport decide to change some traffic regulation. All self-driving vehicles can be easily updated at exactly the same amount and bearing some bug in the program. They will, they will all follow the new regulation to the letter. Similarly, if the WHO World Health Organization identifies a new disease or if a laboratory produce a new machine... It is almost impossible to update all the human doctor in the world about these development in contrast even if you have 10 billion ai doctors in the world each monitoring the health of a single human being you can still update all of them within a split second and they all communicate to each other their feedback on the new disease or medicine these potential advantage of connectivity and updatability are so huge that at least in some lines of that in some lines of work it might make sense to replace all humans with computer even if individually some humans still do a better job than the machine you might object that that by switching from individual humans to a computer network we will lose the advantages of individuality for example if one human doctor makes a wrong judgment he does not kill all the patient in the world and he does not block the development of all new medication in contrast if all doctors are really just a single system and that and that system makes a mistake the result might be catastrophic in truth however an integrated computer system can maximize the advantage of connectivity without losing the benefit of individuality you can run many alternative algorithms on the same network so that a patient in a remote jungle village can access through her smartphone not just a single authoritative doctor but actually a hundred different AI doctor whose relative performance is constantly being compared you don't like what the IBM doctor told you no problem even if you are stranded somewhere on the slopes of Kilimanjaro you can easily contract the Baidu doctor for a second opinion, the benefit for human society are likely to be immense. AI doctor could provide far better and cheaper health care of billions of people, particularly of those who currently receive no health care at all. Thanks to learning algorithm and biometric sensor, a poor villager in an underdeveloped country might come to enjoy far better health care via her smartphone. Then the richest person in the world gets today from the most advanced urban hospital. Similarly, self-driving vehicle could provide people with much better transport services and in a particular reduce mortality from traffic accidents. Today, close to 1.25 million people are killed annually in traffic accident, twice the number killed by war, crime and terrorism combined. More than 90% of these accidents are caused by very human error. Somebody drinking alcohol and driving somebody texting a message while driving. Somebody falling asleep at at the wheel. Somebody daydreaming instead of paying attention to the road. The US National Highway Traffic Safety Administration estimated in 2012 that 31% of the fatal crashes in the USA involved alcohol abuse, 30% involved speeding and 21% involved distracted drivers. Self-driving vehicles will never do any of these things through they suffer from their own problem and limitation and through some accident are inevitable. Replacing all human drivers by computers is expected to reduce death and injuries on the road by about 90% in other words, switching to autonomous vehicle is likely to save the lives of millions millions people every day hence it would be madness to block automation in fields such as as transport and healthcare just in order to protect human job after all, what we ultimately ought to protect is humans not jobs redundant, drivers and doctors will just have to find something something else to do, the Mozart in the machine. At least in, at least in the short term, AI and robotics are likely to completely eliminate entire industries, jobs that require specialization in a narrow range of routinized activity will be automated. But it will be much more difficult to replace humans with machine in less, routine, in less routine jobs that demand the simultaneous use of wide range of skills and that involve dealing with unforeseen scenario. Take healthcare for example, many doctors focus almost exclusively on processing information, they absorb medical data, analyze it and produce a diagnosis. Nurse in contrast also need good motor and emotional skill in order to give a painful injection replace a bandage or restrain a violent patient. Hence, we will probably have an AI family doctor on our smartphone decade, but smartphone decade before we have a reliable nurse robot, the human care industry which takes care of the sick the young and the elderly is likely to remain a human bastion for a long for a long time indeed as people live longer and have fewer children care of elderly uh, will probably be one of the fastest growing sector in human labor market alongside care. creativity to process particularly difficult hurdles for automation we don't need we don't need human to sell us music anymore we can download it directly from the itunes store but the composers musicians singer and djs are still flesh and blood we rely on their creativity not just to produce completely new music but also to choose among a mind-boggling range of available possibilities nevertheless in the long run no job will remain absolutely safe for automation even artists should be even artists should be put on notice in the modern world art is usually associated with human emotion we tend to think that artists are channeling internal psychological force that that the whole purpose of art is to connect is to connect us with our emotions or to inspire in us some new feeling concept consequently when we come to evaluate art we tend to judge it by its emotional impact on the audience yet if art is defined by human emotions what might happen once external algorithm are able to understand and manipulate human emotions better than shakespeare frida kahlo or beyonce after all emotions are not some mystical phenomenon they are result of biochemical process hence in hence in the not too distant future a machine learning algorithm could analyze the biometric data streaming from sensor on and inside your body determine your personality type and your changing mood and calculate the emotional impact that a particular song even a particular musical key is likely to have on you all of all form of art music is probably the most susceptible to big data analysis because both inputs and outputs tend tend input and output lend themselves to precise mathematical depiction the inputs are the mathematical pattern of sound waves and the outputs are the electrochemical pattern of neural storm within a few decades and algorithm that goes over millions of musical experiences might learn to predict how particular input result in particular output suppose you just had a nasty suppose you just had a nasty fight within your boyfriend the algorithm in charge of your sound system will immediately uh, will immediately discern your inner emotional turmoil and based on what it it knows about you personally and about human psychology in journal it will play songs tailor to resonate with your gloom and echo your distress these particular strong might not work well with other people but are just perfect for your personality type after helping you get in touch with the depth of your sadness the algorithm would then algorithm would then play the one song in the world that is likely to cheer you up perhaps because your subconscious connect it with the happy childhood memory that even you are not aware with the happy childhood memory that even you are not aware of no human DJ could ever hope to match the skills of such an AI you might object that the AI would thereby kill AI would 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 thereby kill serendipity and lock us inside a narrow musical a narrow a narrow musical cocoon woven by our previous likes and dislikes. What about exploring new musical taste and style? No problem. You can easily adjust the algorithm to make five percent five percent of its choices completely at random. Unexpectedly throwing at you a recording of an indonesian gamelan ensemble A Rossini Opera or the latest K pop hit over time by monitoring your reaction The AI could even determine the ideal level of randomness that will optimize exploration while avoiding annoyance Perhaps lowering its uh, serendipity level to 3% or raising it to 8% another possible objection is that it is unclear how the algorithm could establish its emotional goal if you just fought with your boyfriend should be algorithm aim to make you sad or joyful would, would it blindly follow a rigid scale of good emotion and bad emotion maybe there are times in life when it is good to feel sad the same question of course could be directed as human musician or DJs, uh, yet with an algorithm, there are many interesting solutions to this puzzle. One option is just leave it to customer. You can evaluate your emotion whichever way you like and the algorithm will follow your dictates. Whether you want to follow in self-pity or jump for joy, the algorithm will slavishly follow your Indeed, the algorithm may, lead, may learn to recognize your wishes even without you being explicitly aware of them. Alternatively, if you don't trust yourself, you can instruct the algorithm to follow the recommendation of whichever eminent psychologist you do trust. If your boyfriend eventually dumps you, the algorithm may walk you through the official five stages of grief. Uh, first, helping you deny what happened by playing Bobby McFerrin, don't worry, be happy, uh, then whipping up your anger with Alanis Morissette, you oughta know, encouraging you to bargain with Jacquelis Brill, Brel, Kuta Pass and Paul Young come back and stay dropping you into the pit of depression. With Adele, someone like you and hello, and finally aiding you to accept the situation with Gloria Gaynor. I will survive. The next step is is for the algorithm to start tinkering with the song and melodies themselves, changing them ever so slightly to fit your to fit your quick perhaps you dislike a perhaps you dislike. particular bit in an otherwise excellent song the algorithm knows it because your heart skips a beat and your oxytocin level drops slightly whenever you hear that annoying part the algorithm could uh, rewrite or edit out the the offending note in the long run algorithm may algorithm may learn how to How to compose entire tunes playing on human emotions as if if they were a piano keyboard using your biometric data the algorithm could even produce personalized melodies which you alone in the entire universe would appreciate it is often said that people connect with art because they find themselves in it this may lead to surprising and some and somewhat uh, sinister result if and when say facebook begins creating personalized art based on everything it knows about you if your boyfriend leaves you facebook will treat you to an individualized song about that particular bastard rather than about the unknown person who broke the heart of eddie Lee or alanis Morris said, The strong will ever remind you of real incident from your relationship which nobody else in the world knows about. Of course, personalized art might never catch on because people will continue to prefer common hits that everybody likes. How you can dance or sing together to a tune nobody beside you knows. But algorithm could prove even more adept at producing global hit that then personalized rarities by using massive biometric database garnered from from millions of people the algorithm could know which biochemical which biochemical buttons to press in order to produce a global hit which would set everybody swinging like crazy on the dance floor if art is really about inspiring or manipulating human emotion few if any human musician will have a chance of competing with such an algorithm because they cannot match it in understanding the chief instrument they are planning on the human biochemical system will all this result in great art that depends on the definition of art if beauty is if beauty is indeed in the ears of the listeners and if the customers is always right then biometric algorithms stand a chance of producing the best art in history if art is about something deeper than human emotion and should express a truth beyond our biochemical vibration biometric algorithm might not make a very good artist but nor do most human in order to enter the art market and displace many human composers and and performers algorithm won't have to begin by straight away surpassing T-Chain Swosky. it will be enough if they outperform Britney Spears new jobs the loss of many traditional jobs in everything from art to health care will partly be offset by the creation of new human jobs GP who focus on diagnosing nose disease and administering Familiar treatment will probably be replaced by AI doctor but precisely because of that, there will be so much money to pay human doctor and lab assistant to do groundbreaking research and develop new medicine or surgical producers. AI might help help create new human jobs in another way. Instead of human competing with AI, they could focus on servicing and leveraging AI for example the replacement of the replacement of human pilot by drones has eliminated some jobs but created many new opportunities in maintenance remote control data analysis and cyber security the US armed forces need thirty people to operate every unmannered predator and repair drone flying over Syria while analyzing the resulting harvest of information occupies at least 80 more eighty people more. In 2015, the U.S. Air Force lacked sufficient trained humans to fill all these positions and therefore faced an ironic crisis in manning its unmanned aircraft. If so, the job market of 2050 might well be characterized by human ai cooperation rather than competition in fields ranging from policing to banking teams of human plus ai could outperform both humans and computer after ibm chess program deep blue beat gary gary kasparov in 1997 humans did not stop playing chess rather thanks to ai trainers human chess master became better than ever and at least for while human AI teams knows as Senators outperform both humans and computers in chess AI might similarly help groom the best detective AI might similarly help groom the best detective the bank the bankers and solid and soldiers in history the problem with all such new jobs however is that they will probably demand high level of expertise and will therefore not solve the problem of unemployed unskilled laborer creating new job creating new human jobs might prove easier than retraining human humans to actually fill these jobs during previous waves of automation people could usually switch from one routine low skill job To another in 1920, a farm worker laid off due to mechanization of agriculture could find a new job in a factory producing tractor. In 1980, an unemployed factory worker could start working as a cashier in a supermarket. Such occupational changes were Feasible because the move from the farm to the factory and from the factory to the supermarket required only limited retraining But in 2050 a cashier or textile worker losing their job to robot will hardly be able to start working as a cancer researcher as a drone operator or as or as a part of human AI banking team they they will not have the necessary skill in the first world war it made in the first world war it made sense to send millions of raw conscript to charge machine guns and die in the in their thousand their individual skills mattered little today despite the shortage of drone operators and, and data and data analysts the US Air Force is unwilling to fill the gaps with Walmart dropout. You would not like an inexperienced recruit to mistake an Afghan wedding party for the high-level Taliban conference. Consequently, despite the appearance of many new humans jobs, we might nevertheless witness to rise of a new useless class, we might actually get the worst of both worlds suffering simultaneously from high and un- from high unemployment and a shortage of skilled labor, many people might share the fate not of 19th century wagon drivers who switched to driving taxis, but of 19th century horses who were increasingly pushed out of the job market altogether. In addition, no remaining human job will ever be safe from the threat of <sighs> from the threat of future automation because machine learning and robotics will continue to improve a 40-year-old unemployed Walmart cashier who by dint of superhuman effort manages to reinvent herself as a drone pilot might have to reinvent herself again, again 10 years later because by then the flying of drones may also have been automated also have been automated this uh, volatility will also make it more difficult to recognize uh, unions or un or secure labor right already today many new jobs in advanced economies involve unprotected temporary work freelancing and one-time gigs how do you how do you uh, unionize a profession that mushroom and disappear within a decade similarly human computer uh, centaur teams are likely to be characterized by characterized by a by a constant tug of war between the humans and and the computer instead of sit in, instead of settling down to a lifelong partnership teams made exclusively of humans such as Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson usually develop permanent hierarchy and routines that last decade. But a human detective who teams up with IBM Watson Computer System, which became famous after winning the US TV quiz show Geopardy in 2011, will find that every routine is an invitation for disruption and every hierarchy an invitation for revolution yesterday sidekick might mop into tomorrow superintendent and all protocols and manuals will have to be rewritten every year a closer look at the world of chess might indicate where things are heading in the long run it is true that for several years after deep blue defeated Kasparov, human computer cooperation flourished in chess yet in recent years computers have become so good at playing chess that their human collaborators lost their values and might soon become utterly irrelevant on on december 7 on december 7 2017 a critical milestone was a critical milestone was reached not when a computer defeated a human at chess that's the old news but when Google Alpha Zero program defeated the Stockfish 8 program Stockfish 8 was the world's world's computer chess champion for 2016 it had access to centuries of accumulated human experience in chess as well as to decades of computer experience it was able to calculate 70 million chess positions per second in contrast alpha 0 performed only 80000 such calculation person and its human creators never taught it any chess strategies not even standard opening rather alpha Zero used the latest machine learning principles to self learn chess by playing against itself nevertheless out of 100 game the novice alpha 0 played against stockfish alpha 0 won 28 and tied 72 it did not lose even once since alpha zero learned nothing from any human many of its winning moves and strategies seemed unconventional to human eyes they may well be considered creative if not downright genius can you guess how long it took alpha zero to learn chess from scratch Prepare for the match against Stockfish and develop its genius instinct. 4 hours that, that's not a typo. For centuries chess was considered one of the crowning glories of human intelligence. AlphaZero went from utter ignorance to creative mastery in 4 hours without the help of any human guide. AlphaZero is not the only imaginative software out there. Many programs now routinely outperform human chess players not just in not just in brute calculation but even in creativity in human in human only chess tournament judges are constantly on the out on the lookout for players who try to cheat by secretly getting help from computer on the ways to catch cheat is to monitor the level of originality players display if they play an exceptionally creative move the judges will often suspect that this cannot possibly be a human move it must be a computer move at least in chess creativity is already the trademark of computer rather than humans hence if chess is our coal mine cannery, we are duly warned that the cannery is dying that is happening today to human ai chess teams might might happen down the road to human ai team in in uh policing medicine and banking to consequently creating new jobs and retraining people to fill them will not be one of effort the ai revolution won't be single watershed event after which the job market will just settle into a new equilibrium rather it will be a cascade of ever bigger disruption already today few employees expect to work in the same job for the for their entire life by 2050 not just the idea of a job for life but even the idea of a profession for life might seem anti-dolivian even if we could constantly invent new job and retrain the workforce we may wonder whether whether the average human will have the emotional stamina necessary for life necessary for life of such endless upheavals. change is always stressful and the hectic world of early 21st century has produced a global epidemic of stress as the uh, volatility of the job market and of individual career increases would people be able to cope we would probably need far more effective stress reduction stress reduction technique ranging from drugs through neurofeedback to meditation to prevent these sapience mind from snapping. By 2050, a useless, a useless class might emerge not merely because of an absolute lack of job or lack of relevant education but also because of insufficient mental stamina. Obviously, most of this is just speculation. At the time of, at the time of writing, early 2018 automation has disrupted many industries but it has not resulted in massive unemployment in fact in many countries such as USA unemployment is it a historical low nobody can know for sure what sort of impact machine learning and automation will have no different profession in the future and it is extremely difficult to estimate the timetable of relevant development especially as they depend on political decision and cultural tradition as much as on purely technological breakthroughs, such as as even after self-driving vehicles prove themselves safer and cheaper than human drivers, politicians and consumers, might nevertheless block the change for years, perhaps decades. However, we cannot allow ourselves to be complacent. It is dangerous, such as it is dangerous uh, just to assume that enough new jobs will appear to compensate for any losses the fact that this has happened during previous waves of automation is absolutely no guarantee that it will happen again under the very different condition of the 21st century the potential social and political disruption are so alarming that even if the probability of, syst- of systematic mass unemployment is low we should take it uh, very seriously. In the 19th century the industrial revolution created new condition and problem that none of the existing social, economic and political model could cope with Feudalism, feudalism Monarchism and traditional religion were not adapted to managing industrial metropolises, millions of uprooted workers and the constantly changing nature of modern economy. Consequently, humankind had to develop completely new model liberal democracies, communist dictatorship and fascist regimes and it took more than a century of terrible wars and revolution to experiment With these models, separate the wheat from the chaff and implement the best solution. The child labor in in Dickensian coal mines, the First World War and the Great Ukrainian Famine of 1932-3 constituted just a small part of tuition fees. Humankind paid the challenge posted to humankind in the 21st century by Infotech and Biotech is... Arguably much bigger than the challenge forced in the previous era by by steam engine, railroad and electricity, and given the immense destructive power of our of our civilization our civilization, we just cannot afford more failed model world war and bloody revolution this this time around this time around the failed model might result in nuclear wall genetically engineered monostories and a complete breakdown of the biosphere. Consequently we have we have to do better we did in confronting the industrial revolution, from exploitation to to irrelevance potential solution fall into three main categories what to do in order to prevent jobs from being lost, what to do in order to create enough new jobs and what create new jobs and what to do if despite our best effort job losses significantly outstrip job creation. Preventing job losses altogether is an unattractive and probably untenable strategy. Because it means giving up the immense positive potential of AI and robotics, nevertheless government might decide to deliberately slow down the pace of automation in order to lessen the resulting shock and allow time for readjustment. Technology is never, is never deterministic and the fact that something can be done does not mean it must it must be done. Government regulation can successfully block new technologies even if they are commercially viable and economically lucrative. For example, for many decades we have had the technology to create a to create a marketplace for for human organs complete with human body form in underdeveloped countries and an almost unsatiable demand from desperate affluent buyers such body farm could well be worth hundreds of billions of dollars yet regulation have prevented free trade in human body part and through there is a black and through there is a black market in organ it is far smaller and more more circumscribed than what one could have expected slowing down the pace of change may give us time to create enough jobs enough new jobs to replace most of the losses yet as noticed earlier economic entrepreneurship will have to be accompanied by a revolution in education and psychology assuming that the new job won't be just government government sinecures they will probably demand high level of expertise and uh, and and as ai continues to improve human employees will need to repeatedly learn new skill and change their profe- and change their profession government will have to step in both by subsidizing a lifelong subsidizing a lifelong education sector and by providing a safety net for inevitable period of transition. If a 40-year-old ex-drone pilot takes three years to reinvent herself as a designer of virtual world, she may well she may well need a lot of government a lot of government help to sustain herself and her family during that time this kind of scheme is is currently being pioneered in in scandinavia where government follow the motto protect workers not job yet even if enough government help is forthcoming it is far more clear whether billions of people could repeatedly reinvent themselves without losing their mental balance hence if despite all our effort at a significant percentage of humankind is pushed out of the job market we would have to explore new models for new models for 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 post for post work for post work society, post work economies and post work politics the first step is to honestly acknowledge that the social, economic and political model uh, we have inherited from the past are inadequate for dealing with such a for dealing with such a challenge take for example communism as automation threatens to shake the as automation threatened to shake the capitalist system uh, to its foundation one might suppose that communism could make a comeback but communism was not built to exploit that kind of crisis 20th century communism assumed that the working class that the working class For, for example, communism as automation threatens to shake the capitalist system to its foundation. One might suppose that communism could make a comeback, but communism was not built to exploit that kind of crisis. 20th century communism assumed that the working class was vital for the economy and the communist thinkers tried to teach the proletariat how to translate its immense economic power into political cloud the communist political plan called for working-class revolution how relevant how relevant will these teaching be if the masses lose their economic value and therefore need to struggle against irrelevance rather than against exploitation how do you start a working-class revolution without a working-class some may argue that humans could never become economic economically irrelevant because even if they cannot compete with ai in the workplace they will always be needed as consumers however it is far from certain that the future economy will need us even as consumers machines and computers could do that too theoretically you can have an economy in which a mining corporation produces and sells irons to a robotic corporation the robotic corporation produces and sells robots to its mining corporation which mines more iron which is used to produce more robots and so on these corporation can grow and expand to to the far reaches of the galaxy and all they need are robots and computers they don't need humans even to buy their product. indeed already indeed already today computers and algorithms are beginning to functioning to function as client in addition to producers. In the stock exchange, for example, algorithms are becoming the most important buyer of bonds, shares and commodities similarly in the advertisement, business the most important consumer of all is an algorithm the google search algorithm when people design web pages they often cater to the taste of google search algorithm rather than to the taste of any human being algorithm obviously have no have no conscious consciousness so unlike have no consciousness of an un- So unlike human consumer, they cannot enjoy what they buy and their decision are not shaped by sensation and emotion. The Google search algorithm cannot taste ice cream. However, algorithms select things based on their internal calculation and built-in preference and these preference increasingly shape our world the Google search algorithm has a very sophisticated taste when it comes to ranking the web pages of ice cream (coughs) vendors and and the most successful ice cream vendors in the world are those that the Google algorithm rank first not those that produce the tastiest ice cream. I know this from personal experience. When I publish a book, the publishers ask me to write a short description that they use for publicity online, but they have a special expert who adapts what I write to taste the Google algorithm. The expert goes over my text and say, don't use this word and use that word instead. Then we will get more attention from Google algorithm we know if we can just catch the eye of the algorithm we can take the human for granted so if humans are needed so if humans are needed uh, neither as pro- neither as producers nor as uh, nor as consumers what will safeguard their physical survival and their psychological well-being we cannot wait for the crisis to erupt in full force before we start looking for answer by then it will be too late in order to cope with the unprecedented technological and economic disruption of the 21st century we need to develop new social and economic model as soon as possible these models should be guided by the principle of protecting humans rather than jobs many jobs are uninspiring drudgery, not worth saving nobody life dream is to be a cashier what we should focus on is providing for people basic need and protecting their social status and self-worth one new model which is gaining increasing attention is universal basic basic income Uh, ubi proposes that government tax the Billionaires and corporation controlling the algorithm and robot and use the money to provide every person with a generous, with a generous uh, stipend covering his or her basic need. This will cushion the poor against job loss and economic dislocation while protecting the rich from populist rage. A related idea proposes. To widen the range of human activities that are considered to be jobs at present, billions of parents take care of children, neighbors look after one another, and citizens organize communities without any of these valuable activities being recognized as jobs. Maybe we need to turn a switch in our mind and realize that taking care of the child is arguably the most important and challenging job in the world if so there won't be a shortage of work even if computers and robots replace all the drivers all the drivers bankers and lawyers the question is of course who would evaluate and pay for these newly recognized job assuming that six month old baby will not pay a salary to their mums, the government will probably have to take this upon itself, assuming too that we will we will like these salaries to cover all of a family basic need, the end result will be something that is not very different from universal basic income. Alternatively, government could subsidize universal basic services rather than income. Instead of giving instead of giving money to people who then shop around for whatever they want, the government might subsidize free education free healthcare free transportation and so forth this is in fact the utopian vision of communism through 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 the communist plan to start a working class revolution might well became outdated maybe we should still aim to realize the communist goal by other means it is Debatable whether it is better to provide people with universal basic income the capitalist paradise or universal basic services the communist paradise both option have advantage and drawbacks but no matter which paradise uh, you choose the real problem is in defining what universal and basic actually means. What is universal? When people speak about universal basic support, whether in the shape of income or services, they usually mean national basic support. All UBI initiatives have been strictly national or municipal. In January 2017, Finland began a two-year experiment providing 2,000 unemployed Finns with 560 euros a month irrespective of whether they find work or not similar experiment are underway in the canadian province of ontario in the italian city of livo norvo and in several dutch cities in 2016 switzerland held in a referendum or instituting a national basic income scheme but voters rejected the idea the problem with such national and Municipal schemes, however, is that the main victim of automation? The main victim of automation may not live in Finland, Ontario. In Finland, Ontario. Inland Ontario, Livorno and Amsterdam, globalization had made people in one country utterly dependent on market in other, in other country but automation might unravel large part of, of this globe trade network with disastrous consequence for the weakest link. In the, in the 20th century, developing country lacking natural resources made economic progress mainly by selling the cheap labor of their unskilled worker. Today, millions of Bangladeshis make a living by producing shirt and selling them to customers in the United States, while people in Bangalore earn their keep and call center dealing with the complaint of American customers. Yet, with the rise of AI robot and 3D printer, cheap unskilled labor, work would become far less important instead of manufacturing a shirt in dhaka and shipping it all the way to the us you could buy the shirt code online from imogen and print it in the new york and the zara and prada stores on the fifth venue could be replaced by 3d printing center in brooklyn and some people might even have a printer at home simultaneously instead of instead of calling customer services in bangalore to complain about your printer you could talk in with an AI representative in the Google Cloud whose accent and tone of voice are I tailored to your to your preferences. The newly unemployed workers and call centers operators in Dhaka and Bangalore don't have the education necessary to switch to designing fashionable shirts or or writing computer code. So how will so how will they survive if AI and 3D printers indeed take over from the Bangladeshis? and banglore the revenues that previously flowed to south asia will now fill the coffers of a few tech giant in california instead of economic growth improving condition all over the world we might see immense new wealth created in high-tech hubs such as silicon valley while many developing country collapse of course some emerging economies include including india and bangladesh might advance fast enough to join the winning team even given enough time the children of grandchildren of textile of textile workers and call center operators might well become the engineer and entrepreneur who build and own the computer and 3d printer but the the time to make such a transition is running out in the past cheap unskilled labor has served as a secure bridge across the globe economic divide and even if a country if a country advanced slowly it could accept it could expect to reach safely eventually taking the right step was more important than making speedy progress yet now the bridge yet now the bridge is shaking and Soon it, collapse, it might collapse. Those who have already crossed it graduating from cheap labor to high skill industries will probably be okay. But those lagging behind might find themselves stuck on the wrong side of the chasm without any means of crossing over. What do you do when nobody needs your cheap unskilled laborer and you don't have the resources to build a good education? system and teach them new skills when what then will be the fate of these stragglers american voters might conceivably agree that taxes paid by amazon and google for the us business could be used to give stipends or free services to unemployed miners in pennsylvania and jobless taxi drivers in new york however would american voters also agree that these taxes should be sent to support unemployed people in place defined by President Trump as shithole as shithole country if you believe that you might just as well believe that Santa Claus and the Easter bunny will solve the will solve the problem. What is basic universal basic support is meant to take care of basic human needs but there is no accepted definition for that from a purely biological perspective a sapiens need just 1500 to 2500 calories per day in order to survive anything more is luxury yet over and above this biological poverty line every culture in history defined additional need as basic in medieval europe such as access to church services was seen as even more important than food because it took care of your eternal soul rather than your ephemeral body. In today's Europe, decent education and healthcare services are considered basic human needs. And some argue that even access, even access to the internet, is now essential for every man, every man, woman, and child. If in 2050 the United World Government agrees to tax Google, Amazon, Baidu and Tencent in order to provide basic support for every kind being on earth in Dhaka as well as in Detroit. How will they define basic for example what does basic education include just reading and writing and also composing computer code and playing the violin just six year of elementary school or everything up to a PhD and what about healthcare if if by 2050 medical advances make it possible to slow down aging processes and significantly extended human lifespan will the new treatment be available to all 10 billion humans on the planet or just or just to a few billion or just to a few billionaires if biotechnology enables parents to upgrade their children would this be considered a basic human need or would we see humankind splitting into different biological caste with rich super with rich superhumans enjoying abilities that far surpass those of poor Homo sapiens, whichever way you choose to define basic human needs once you provide them to everyone? of charge they will be taken for granted and then fierce social competition and political struggles will focus on non-basic luxuries be thy fancy self-driving cars access to virtual reality parks or enhanced bioenergies bodies yet if the unemployed masses command no economic asset it is hard to see how they could ever hope to Obtain such luxuries, consequently, the gap between the rich tencent managers and Google shareholder and the poor those dependent on universal basic basic uh, income might become not merely bigger but actually un <coughs> unbridgeable, hence even if some universal support scheme provides poor people. In 2050, with much better health care and education than today, they might still be extremely angry about global inequality and lack of social mobility. People will feel that the system is rigged against them, that the government serves only the only the super rich, and that the future will be even worse for them and their children. Homo sapiens is just is just not built for satisfaction you, human. Human happiness depend less on objective condition and more on our own expectation. Expectations, however, tend to adapt to condition including to condition of other people. When things improve, expectations balance and consequently even dramatic improvement in condition might leave us as dissatisfied as before. If universal basic support is aimed at improving the objective conditions, of the average person in 2050 it has a fair chance of succeeding but if it is aimed at making people subjectively more satisfied with their lot of preventive social discontent it is likely to fail to really achieve its goal. Universal basic support will have to be supplemented by some meaningful pursuit ranging from sports to religion perhaps the most successful experiment so far in how to live a contented life in a in a post work world has been conducted in israel there about 50 percent of ultra orthodox jewish men never work they they dedicate they dedicate their lives to they dedicate their lives to studying holy scriptures and performing religious ritual they and their families don't staff partly because the wives often work and partly because the government provides them with generous subsidies and free services making sure that they don't lack the basic necessity of life. That's universal basic support. Avant lay letre. Although they are poor and unemployed in survey after, after survey, these ultra-orthodox Jewish men, report higher level of life satisfaction than any other section of israeli society this is due to the strength of their community bond as well as to the deep meaning they find in studying scripture and performing ritual a small room full of jewish men discussing the talmud might well generate more joy enjoyment and insight than a huge textile shop full of hard-working factory hand in global survey of life satisfaction israel is usually somewhere near the top thank in part of the contribution of these jobless poor people secular israelis often complain bitterly that the ultra that the ultra orthodox don't contribute enough to society and live off other people hard work secular israelis also tend to argue that the ultra Orthodox way of life is unsustainable especially as ultra-Orthodox family have 7 children on average sooner or later, the state will not be able to support so many unemployed people and the ultra-Orthodox will have to go to work yet, yet might be just the reverse as robot and AI push humans. Out of the job market, the ultra-orthodox Jews may come to be seen as the model of the future rather than as a fossil from the past. Not that everyone will become orthodox Jews and go to the yeshivas to study the Talmud. But in the people, the quest for meaning and the community might eclipse the quest for a job if we manage to combine a universal economic safety net with strong communities and meaningful pursuit, losing our jobs to the algorithm might actually turn out to be a blessing losing control over our lives however is a much scarier scenario notwithstanding the danger of mass unemployment what we should worry about even more is the shift in authority from humans to algorithm which might destroy any remaining faith in the liberal story and open the way to the rise of digital dictatorship Chapter number 3 is Liberty Big data is watching you The liberal story cherishes human liberty as, as as its number one value It argues that all authority ultimately stems from the free will of individual humans as it is expressed in their feeling desires and choices in politics liberalism believes that the voter knows best it therefore upholds democratic election in economics liberalism maintains that the consumer is always right it therefore hails free market principles in personal matter liberalism encourages people to listen to themselves be true to themselves and follow their heart as long as they do not infringe on the liberties of others uh, this personal freedom is is enshrined in human right in western political discourse the term liberal is sometimes used today in much narrower partisan sense to denote those to denote those who support specific causes like gay marriages gun control and abortion yet most so called conservatives also embrace the broad liberal world view especially in the United States both republic, Republican and Democrat should occasionally take a break from their heated from their heated quarrel to remind themselves that they all agree on on fundamentals such as free election and independent judiciary and human right in particular it is vital to remember that right-wing heroes such as Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher were great champions not only of economic freedom but also of individual liberties. In famous interview in 1987, Thatcher said that there is no such thing as society. There is a living tapestry of men and women and the quality of our lives will depend upon how much each of us is prepared to take responsibility for ourselves. Thatcher's highest in Thatcher's highest in the Conservative Party fully agree with the Labour Party that political authority comes from the feeling choices and free will of individual voters. Thus, when Britain needed to decide whether it should leave, the EU Prime Minister David Cameron did not ask Queen Elizabeth to the Archbishop of Canterbury or the Oxford and Cambridge, Done to resolve the issue, he did not even ask the members of parliament, rather, he held a refer a referendum in which each and every Briton was asked what what do you feel about it? You might object that people were asked what do you think rather than what do you feel. But this is <coughs> but this is common miss perception, referendum and election are always about human feeling, not about human rationality. If democracy were a matter of (coughs) if democracy were a matter of rational decision making there would be absolutely no reason to give all people equal voting right or perhaps any voting right there is ample evidence that some people are far more knowledgeable and rational than others certainly when it comes to specific economic and political question in the wake of the Brexit vote eminent biologist Richard Dawkins protested that the vast majority of the British public including himself should should never have been asked to vote in the referendum because they lacked the necessary background in economics and political science you might You might as well call a nationwide uh, plebiscite to decide whether Einstein got his algebra right or let passenger vote on, on which runway the pilot should land. However, for better or worse election and referendum are not about what we think, they are about what we feel and when it comes to feeling, Einstein and Dawkins are no better than anyone else, democracy assumes that human human feelings reflect a mysterious or profound free will, uh, that this free will is the ultimate source of authority and that while some people are more intelligent than others, all humans are equally free, like Einstein and Dawkins, an illiterate maid also has free will hence on election on election day her feeling represented by her vote count just as much as anybody else feeling guide like not just the voters but also the leaders in the 2016 brexit referendum the leave the leave campaign was headed together by boris johnson and michael gove after david cameron resigned gove initially supported johnson for the premiership but at the very last minute Gove declared johnson unfit for the position and announced his own intention to run for the job Gove's action which destroyed johnson chances was described as machiavellian political assassination but Gove defended his conduct by appealing to his feeling explaining that in every step in my political life i have asked myself I have asked myself one question: What is the right thing to do? What does your heart tell you? That is why, according to Gove, he has fought so hard for Brexit, and that's why he felt compelled to backstab his erstwhile backstab his erstwhile Ali Boris Johnson and bit for the alpha Dog position himself because his heart told him to do it. this reliance on the right on the heart might prove to be the Achilles heel of liberal democracy for once somebody whether in Beijing or in San Francisco gains the technological ability to hack and manipulate the human heart democratic politics will mu- mutate into an emotional puppet show listen to the algorithm the liberal belief in the feeling and free uh, choices of individual is neither natural nor very ancient for thousands of years people believed that authority came from divine law, laws rather than from the human heart and that we should therefore sanctify the word of God rather than human liberty only in the last few centuries did the source of authority shift from celestial of flesh Flesh and human and blood human soon authority might shift again from humans to algorithm just as divine authority was was legitimized by religious uh, by religious mythologies and human authority was justified by the liberal story so the coming technological revolution might establish the authority of big data algorithm while undermining the very idea of individual freedom as we mentioned in the previous chapter scientific insight into the way our brain and bodies our brain and bodies work suggests that our feelings are not same uniquely human spiritual quality and they do not reflect any kind of free will rather feeling are biochemical mechanism that all mammals and birds use in order to quickly calculate probability of survival and reproduction feeling are not based on intuition inspiration or freedom they are based on they are based on calculation when the monkey mouse or human sees a snake fear arises because millions of neurons in the in the brain swiftly calculate the relevant data and conclude that the probability of death is high feeling of sexual attraction arise when other biochemical algorithm calculate that the calculate that the feeling of sexual attraction arise when other biochemical algorithms calculate that a nearby individual offers a high probability of successful mating, social bonding or some other coveted goal. Moral feelings such as outrage, guilt or forgiveness derive from neural mechanisms that evolved to enable group cooperation. All these biochemical algorithms were honed through millions of years of evolution. If the feeling of some ancient ancestor made a mistake, the genes shaping these feelings did not pass on to the next generation. Feelings are thus not the opposite of rationality. They embody evolutionary rationality. We usually fail to realize that feelings are in fact calculation because the rapid process of calculation occurs far below our threshold of awareness we don't feel the millions of neurons in the brain computing probability of survival and of survival and of survival and reproduction so we erroneously ir- believe that our fear of snake our choice of sexual mates and our opinions about the European Union are the result of the some mysterious pre nevertheless through liberalism is wrong to think that our feelings reflect a free will up until today relying on feelings still made good practical sense for although there was nothing for although there was nothing magical or free about our feeling they they were the best method in the universe for deciding what to study who to marry and which party to vote for and no outside system could hope to understand my feelings better than me even if the spanish inquisition or the soviet kgb spied on me every minute of every day they lacked the biological knowledge and the computing power necessary to hack the biochemical process shaping my desires or shaping my desires and choices for all practical purpose it was reasonable to argue that I have free will because because my because my will was shaped mainly by the interplay of inner forces which nobody outside could see. I could enjoy the illusion that I control my secret inner arena while outsider could never really could never really understand what is happening inside me and how I make how i make a decision according accordingly liberalism was liberalism was correct in counseling people to follow their heart rather than rather than the dictates of some priest or party of however sooner computer algorithm could give you better counsel that human feeling as the spanish inquisition and the KGB give way to Google and Baidu free will will likely to be exposed as a myth and liberalism might lose its practical advantage for we are now at confluence of two immense revolution on the one hand biologists are deciphering the mysteries of the human body and in particular of the brain and of human human feeling at the same time computer scientists are giving us unprecedented data processing power when the bi- when the biotech revolution merges with the infotech revolution it will produce big data algorithm that can monitor and understand my feeling much better than I can and then authority will probably shift from humans to computer my illusion of free will is likely to disintegrate and I daily encounter institution a corporation and government agencies that understand and manipulate what was what was hit hato oh, my inaccessible inner realm this is already happening in the field of medicine the most important medical decision in our life rely not on our feeling of illness or wellness or even on the informed uh, prediction of our doc of our doctor but on the calculation of computer which understand our bodies much better much better than we do within a few decades big data algorithm informed by a constant stream of biometric data could monitor our health 24 7 they they could detect the very beginning of very beginning of monitor very beginning of influenza, cancer or Alzheimer's disease long before we feel anything is wrong with us. They could then recommend appropriate treatment, diet and daily regimens custom built for our unique physique, DNA and personality. <laughs> People will enjoy the best healthcare in history but for <laughs> but for precisely this reason they will probably they will probably be sick all the all the time there is always something wrong somewhere in the body there is always something there is always something wrong somewhere in the body There is always something that can be improved in the past you felt perfectly uh, healthy as long as you did not sense pain or you did not suffer from or you did not suffer from an apparent disability such as limping but by 2050 thanks to biometric center and big data algorithm disease may be diagnosed and treated long before they lead to pain or disability. As a result, you will always find yourself suffering from some medical condition and following this or that algorithm recommendation, if you refuse, perhaps your medical insurance would become invalid or your boss would fire you. Why should they pay the price of your obstinacy? It is one thing to continue smoking despite general statistics that connect smoking with lung cancer. It is very different thing. To continue smoking despite a concrete warning from a biometric sensor that has just detected 17th cancerous cell in your upper left lung and if you are willing to defy the sensor what will you do when the sensor forward the warning to your insurance agency your manager and your mother who will have the time and energy to deal with all these illness in all likelihood we could just instruct our health algorithm to deal with most of these problem as it sees fit at most it will send periodic update to our smartphone telling us that 17 cancerous cell were detected and destroyed hypochandric might dutifully read these update but most of us will ignore them just as we ignore those annoying antivirus notices on our computer the drama of decision making what what is already beginning to happen in happen in medicine is likely to occur in more and more field the key intervention is the biometric sensor which people can wear which people can wear on or inside their bodies and that computer can store and analyze given enough biometric data and enough computing power external data processing system can hack all your desired decision and opinions they can know exactly who you are most people don't don't know themselves very well when I was 21 I finally realized that I was gay after several years of living in denial, that's hardly exceptional, many gay men spend their entire teenage years unsure about their sexuality, now imagine the situation in 2015 when an algorithm can tell any teenager exactly where he is on the gay straight spectrum and even how malleable that position is, perhaps the algorithm shows you pictures or videos of attractive men and women. Tracks your eye movement, blood pressure, and brain activity, and within five minutes ejects a number on the Kinsey scale. It could, it could have saved me years of frustration. Perhaps you personally would not want to take such a test, but then maybe you find yourself with a group of friends at Michelle' boring birthday party, and somebody, and somebody suggests you to take turns checking yourself on this cool new algorithm with everybody standing around to watch the result and comment on them would you just walk away even if you do and even if you keep hiding from yourself and your classmate you won't be able to hide from amazon alibaba or the secret police as you surf the web watch youtube or read your social media feed the algorithm will discreetly monitor you, analyze you and tell Coca-Cola that if it want to sell you some some dizzy drink it would be better use the advertisement with the shirtless guy rather than the shirtless girl, you won't even know but they will know and such information will be worth will be worth billions then again maybe Maybe it will be. It will all be out in open, and people will gladly share their information in order to get better recommendation, and eventually, in order to get the algorithm and make a decision. Uh, for them, it starts with simple thing like deciding which movie to watch, as you sit down with the group of friend to spend the, to spend the cozy evening in front of the in front of the tv you first have to choose what to see 50 years ago you had no choice but today with the rise of you on demand services there are thousands of titles available reaching an agreement can be quite difficult because while you while you personally like science fiction thrillers jack prefers romantic comedies and jill voters for st French films you may well end comprising on some mediocre B movies that disappoint all of you and algorithm might help you can't tell it which uh, which previous movies each of you really liked and based on its massive statistical database the algorithm the algorithm can then find the perfect match for the for the group unfortunately such as crude algorithm is easily mislead particularly because self-reporting is a notoriously unreliable gauge for, for people's true preference it often happens that we hear lots of people praise some movies as a masterpiece feel compelled feel compelled to watch it and even through we fall asleep midway through we don't we don't want to look like philistine so we tell everyone it was an amazing experience such problem however can be solved if we just if we just allow the algorithm to collect real-time data on us as we actually watch movies instead of instead of relying on our own dubious self-report for starter the algorithm can monitor which movies we which movies we completed and which we stopped watching halfway through even if we tell even if we tell the whole world that gone with the wind is the best movie ever made the algorithm will know we never made it past the the first first half hour and we never really saw Atlanta burning yet the algorithm can go much deeper then that engineers are currently developing software that can detect human emotion based on the movement of our eyes and facial muscle add a good camera to the television and such software will know which scene made us laugh, which scene made us sad and which scene bored us next connect the algorithm to neem algorithm to biometric sensor and the algorithm and the algorithm will know how each frame has influenced our heart rate our blood pressure our heart rate, our blood pressures and our brain and our brain activity as we watch say, say Taratino Pulp Fiction Taratino Pulp Fiction the algorithm may note that the rape scene caused us an almost in perceptible tinge of sexual arousal that when vincent accidentally shot marvin in the face it made us laugh Uh, guilty that we did not get the joke about the big kahuna burger but we laughed anyway so as not to look stupid when you force yourself to laugh you you use different brain circuit and muscle then when you laugh because something is really funny humans cannot usually detect the difference but a biometric sensor could the world television comes from the greek tele which means far and latent sight. it was originally conceived as a device that allows us to see from afar but soon it might allow us to be seen from afar as George Orwell envisioned in 1984, the television will watch us while we are watching it. After we have finished watching Tarantino' entire filmography, we may have forgotten most of it. But Netflix or Amazon or whoever owns the TV algorithm will know our personality type and how to press our emotional button. Such data could enable Netflix and Amazon to To choose movies for us with uncanny precision but it could also enable them to make to make for us the most important decision in life such as what to study where to work and who to marry of course of course Amazon won't be correct all the time that's impossible algorithm will repeatedly make mistake due to insufficient data Due to insufficient data, faulty programming, muggled goal definition and the chaotic and the chautic nature of life but Amazon won't have to be perfect. It will just need to be better on verge better on verge than any then as human that is not so difficult but most people don't know themselves very well and most people often make Terrible mistake in the in the most important decision of their lives even more than algorithm Humans suffer from insufficient data from Faulty programming genetic and cultural from mud from mudded denial And from the chaos of life you may well list the many problems that bestest algorithm and conclude that people will never Trust them, but this is a bit like cataloging all the drawbacks of democracy and concluding that no sane person would ever choose to support such a system. Winston Churchill famously said that democracy is the worst political system in the world, except for all the other. Rightly or wrongly, people might reach the same conclusion about big data algorithm. They have lots of hitches, but but we have no better alternative as scientists gain a deeper understanding of the way humans make decisions, the temptation to rely on algorithm is likely to increase hacking human decision making will not only make big data algorithm (coughs) more reliable it will simultaneously make human feeling less reliable as government and corporations succeed in hacking the human operating system we will be exposed to a barrage of precision precision guided manipulation advertisement and propaganda it might become so easy to manipulate our opinion and emotion that we will be forced to rely on algorithm in the same way that the pilot suffering an attack of vertigo must ignore what his own senses are telling him and put all his trust in the machinery in some countries and in some situation people might not be given any choice and they will be forced to obey the decision of big data algorithm yet even in allegedly free society algorithm might gain authority because we will learn from experience to trust them on more and more issues and will gradually lose our ability to make decision for ourselves just think of the way that within a mere two decades billions of people have billions of people have come to entrust the Google search algorithm with one of the most important task of all of all searching for relevant and trustworthy information we no longer search for information Instead, we Google and as we increasingly rely on Google for answer, so our ability to search for information by ourselves diminishes. Already today, truth is defined by the top result of the Google search. This has also been happening with physical abilities such as navigating space. People ask Google to guide them around when they reach an intersection their gut feeling might tell them turn left but google maps says turn right at first they listen to their gut feeling turn left get stuck in the traffic jam and miss an important meeting next time they listen to google turn right and make it on time they learn from experience to trust google within a year or two they blindly rely on whatever google maps tell them and if the smartphone fails, they are completely they are completely clue. They are completely clueless. In March 2012, three Japanese tourists in Australia decided to take a day trip to a small offshore island and drove their car straight into the Pacific Ocean. The driver, 21-year-old Yuzu Nuda, later said she just followed the instruction of the GPS and it told us we could drive down there. It kept saying it would navigate us to a road we got stuck in several similar incidents people drove into a lake or fell off a demolished bridge by apparently following gps instruction. the ability to navigate is like a muscle use it or lose it the same is true for the ability to choose spouses or profession every year millions of youngsters need to decide what to study at university this is very important and very difficult decision you are under pressure from your parent your friend and your teachers who have who have different interests and opinions you also have your own fears and fantasies to deal with your judgment is clouded and manipulated by hollywood blockbuster trashy novels and sophisticated advertising campaign it is particularly difficult to make a wise decision about you do not really know what it takes to succeed in different profession and you don't necessarily have a realistic image of your own strength and weaknesses what does it take to succeed as a lawyer how do i perform under pressure am i a good team worker one student might start one student might start law might start law school because she has an inaccurate image of her own skill and an even more distorted view of what being a lawyer actually involved you don't get to give dramatic speeches and shout objection your honor all day meanwhile her friend decide to fulfill a childhood dream and study professional ballet dancing even though she does not have a necessary bone structure or discipline. Years later both deeply regret their choices. In the future we could rely on Google to make such decision for us. Google could tell me that I would be wasting my time in law school or in ballet school but that I might make an excellent and a very happy psychologist or a or a plumber. Once AI make better decision than than us about career or career and perhaps even relationship, our concept of humanity and of life will have to change. Humans are humans are used to think about about life as a as a drama of decision making, liberal democracy, and free market. Capitalism see the individual as an autonomous agent as an autonomous agent constantly making choice about the world works of art be they Shakespeare Jane Austen novels or tacky Hollywood comedies usually revolve around the hero having to make some particularly crucial decision to be or not to be to listen to my wife and kill King Duncan or listen to my consigns and spare him to marry Mr. Collins or Mr. Darcy. Christian and Muslim theology similarly focus on the <coughs> to kill King Duncan or listen to my consigns and spare him to marry Mr. Collins or Mr. Darcy christian and muslim theology similarly focus on the drama of decision making arguing that everlasting salvation or damnation depends on making the right choice what will happen to this view of life as we increasingly rely on ai to make decisions for us at present we must at present we trust netflix to recommend movies and google maps to to choose whether to turn right or left but once but once we begin to count on ai to decide what to study where to work and who to marry human life will cease to be a drama of decision making democratic election and free market will make little sense so would most religions and works of art imagine anna karenina taking out her smartphone and asking the facebook algorithm whether she would stay married to Karen in or elope with the dashing Count Woronsky or imagine your favorite Shakespeare play with all the crucial decision taken by the Google algorithm, Hamlet and Macbeth will have much, much more comfortable lives but what kind of life will it be exactly? Do we have model for making sense of such a life as authority shift from humans to algorithm we may no longer see the world as the playground of autonomous individually, individuals struggling to make the right choices instead we might perceive the entire universe as a flow of data, see organism as little more than biochemical algorithm and believe that humanity cosmic vocation is to create an all encompassing data processing system and then merge into it already today we are becoming tiny chips inside a giant data processing system that nobody really understand every day i absorb countless data bits through email tweet and article process and data and transmit and transmit back new bits through more email tweets and articles i don't i don't really know where i where i fit into the great scheme of things and how my how my bits of data connect connect with the bits produced by billions of other humans and and computers i i don't have time i don't have time to find out because i am too busy answering all these emails the philosophical card People might object that algorithm could never make important decision for us because important decision usually involve an ethical dimension and algorithm don't understand ethics yet there is no reason to assume that algorithm won't be able to outperform the average human even in ethics. Already today as device like smartphone and autonomous vehicle undertake decision that used to be a human monopoly they start to they start to grapple with the same kind of ethical problem that have be that have be developed humans for millennia. For example, suppose two kids chasing a ball jump right in front of self driving car. Based on its lightning calculation, the algorithm driving the car concludes that the only way to avoid hitting the two kids is to is to swerve into the opposite lane and risk colliding with an oncoming truck the algorithm calculates that